You are listening to the Satellite Sisters recap of the CBS drama, Madam Secretary. I'm Leanne Dolan in Pasadena, California. I'm with my sister, Julie Dolan, who lives in Dallas, Texas. And Julie, this episode was called The Beautiful Game, but it took a long time to get to that game, didn't it? (laughs) It did. It was a very serious episode. It was a serious episode. It was a serious episode. Yeah, this was uh, about basically about three storylines. Uh, the first was Iran Israel peace deal. So all all episode long, Bess was working on that, as she's been working on it for almost all season long. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second storyline was sort of the Nobel nomination versus Madam Sexy Terry, and we'll- <laughs> which was funny. That was funny. That was funny. And the third was a kind of a sad storyline about the personal toll of grueling diplomacy work and and how the effect it has on staffers. And that was just a straight up bummer, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was. You you couldn't. There was it was just a down. It was a down episode that way. Yeah. (laughs) You know what? I guess diplomacy is hard. (laughs) Sometimes it takes a toll on you. And it doesn't right. always work out the way you want it to work out. So end of episode. But first, we just have to give a shout out to Tim Daly, who, Julie, you broke the news to me last week that he was in a serious ski ac- skiing accident when he was at Sundance, so I guess at Park City. And he broke, I think, one. Both? No, both, both legs. legs. He oh broke both of his legs. Yeah. So we just, we are wishing him a speedy recovery. The stories are out about, you know, now the, the writers are scrambling to figure out how to incorporate the fact that Tim Daly, you know, I assume has at least, you know, one, probably two casts yeah. on. Um, it should be noted, Leanne, in this episode, The Beautiful Game, there was an excellent shot of Tim Daly's legs yeah. in lounge shorts. Uh, and I, when I saw that, I, it brought a tear to my eye because I thought <laughs> we won't be seeing those legs again. You know, yeah, that was unusual at the end to have them sort of in really super casual clothes. Like at the end of the day, he got into shorts and I was like, oh, my husband gets into shorts just like that at the end of the day. So you're right. It was an homage to his uh, to his legs. That was unexpected and prescient, as this show often is. Right. They often get exactly good. Good Right. That so, uh, so Tim, we are thinking of you and writers, we are thinking of you. We can't wait to see what you come up with. Um, all right, let's take these storylines one by one. The first big storyline was Bess working, Bess and her staff, particularly Jay, working night and day on the Iran-Israel peace deal. And guess what? Uh, a complicated Middle East peace plan falls apart over major negotiating points like recognizing Israel's right to exist and acknowledgement of Israel's nuclear program. So- I, really, I was kind of happy because when I saw that that was going to be what the episode was about, I was like, Oh, now, come on, Madam Secretary, you're not going to get a, you know, a peace deal, you know, on TV, you know, that it wouldn't be realistic. I mean, I think what this this theme of like having the having the negotiations fall apart at the last minute was very realistic. So actually, I like I uh, that part of the storyline I liked. Yeah. And she there were a lot of scenes where she was just working with the Iranian ambassador, working with the Israeli ambassador. Jay was working with his team. They were just working the phones, working this, working the budget office, working this. Um, but basically, I have to give a shout out to Bess, who tried um, what we had Satellite Sisters discuss several weeks ago on the podcast, the Danish art of Hugi, Hugi, Hugi. <laughs> she... <laughs> 
That's nice, da- nice pronunciation, Thank sister. You. The data shard of Cozy. She tried that in the negotiations when she wanted to bring the whole team to Camp David. And they had the roaring fire and they I were know, that woolen sweaters. Oh, I know. That looked wonderful. And I would, you know, I mean, but instead they tromped around in the cold. Uh, you would think they would just want to just curl up and sit by the fire and have something warm and cozy to drink. Yeah. Put on your wool socks. Get some glug, people. Come on. Forge some peace in the Middle East with some huge, huge. Yeah. But she was getting nowhere with that. Yeah. And and those look like very st- stern um, security people that the Israelis bought to Camp David. I would not you want to You would expect nothing but the less. And those and those Iranians look tough too, yeah. Liam. Yeah. So, uh, so the big light bulb moment is Bess has one every, every, every episode when she's trying to work it. It looks like the deal's falling apart. Everybody's leaving. They're getting on planes. They're trying to stop them. Uh, they, there's a soccer match that was supposed to happen in Jordan. It was being led by a rabbi who's been working for peace in the Middle East. He, unfortunately, was killed by a terrible bomb. So will the soccer match between these two youth teams go on? And, and Bess is determined she's going to bring him to the U.S. She's going to make that happen in like 20 hours. They get visas <laughs> for those kids. Yeah. Like, yeah. let's not even. But Right. I mean, but they yeah. they went to Kevin. I know. Let's not go there today, Leanne. <laughs> they they employed everyone, including uh, the new guy, Kevin from Budget and Planning. Can yeah, we talk who's, about him? Who's really oh. Raphael from Jane the Virgin? Yeah, yes. yes. I mean, he is. Uh, he's big, you know. And Daisy has her eye on Kevin from Budget and Planning. Um, I, I'm worried if he he might be a double agent. Uh, but he was actually no help because uh, she because Daisy was trying to get some authorization for these airline tickets. Uh, and Kevin wasn't budging uh, in the budget and planning office. But uh, more to come with that relationship, I think. Yes. But that, that, that didn't stop Bess. I mean, she just went around it. I, and she did fundraising, Leon. She, our, our government did private fundraising to get the money for the tickets. How about that? I hadn't really thought of, you're not actually allowed to do that, are you? I, I know no, you're I, not. I don't know. I mean, uh, you know, there's know the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act, and I, I don't know if that was. If if her activities or the donation of such funds, I don't. I'm sure there'll be a congressional investigation. But yeah. we continue. It didn't. Uh, but she wanted to make that happen. So uh, the bottom line is, at the end, everybody was cheering at the soccer match, even though one team clearly beat the other, which is un-American for everyone to cheer. But they were. They were all cheering, and it looked like maybe that the deal was going to get to the table, and they were working out the difficulties and all those negotiating points were falling by the wayside. So, you know, in general, it was a victory for Bess. And it was a timely victory because our second storyline is, you know, the Middle East peace plan versus, um, you know, Madam Sexy Terry. We open up the show and Bess is on the cover of, you know, what was it called? What is the magazine? News Time. Yeah. News Time. (laughs) Yeah. Newsmaker, so, news scene. Just, just assume it's like Newsweek right. and Time Magazine together. News time. Yeah. And she was really having a lot of issues with the fact that they had clearly photoshopped her face, all the wrinkles out. And then they used some, you know, kind of sexy photos in the photo spread. So her legs had become, you know, an issue on Twitter and people were talking about her blouse. And Julie, we know why they were talking about her blouse. You were the, you were the first one on this. And why is that, Julie? 
I because I spotted her early on that she wears black lingerie under white blouses. Well, come on, it's going to attract attention. I noticed it. Other people are going to notice it too. <laughs> right, but the storyline was basically like, "Hey, I'm the Secretary of State. I'm in line for the Nobel Peace Prize. Do, is the only thing we have to talk about like how I look on this magazine cover? Right, and this right. is an issue for professional women, women in high powered positions that often they're you know the the job they do gets overlooked for what their exactly. haircut is this week. So right. it was, that was very relevant, very meaningful. And I, yes. And I think that's that no matter how successful you are, you're still judged by your appearance and that that's tough for best to swallow. I mean, she almost fell into that trap because she was sort of studying her face and, you know, she, she's, you know, uh, on the cover of the magazine, but you know, that's, that's, it's, you know, too bad that for all her hard work that all the people wanted to talk about were her legs. That's mm-hmm. right. I mean, they, it's a double standard. They certainly didn't talk about Henry Kissinger like that. No one was cu- curious about Henry Kissinger's sexy legs. No one was calling him you know, Sir Secretary, <laughs> Sir I, Sexy Terry. No, sexy Terry. no, you would not. Yes, you're just Sexy Terry. That, you know, I mean, Henry does not have to worry about that. Yeah, <laughs> Madam Secretary, in a very nice scene at the end of that episode, when talking to his her daughter, said, you know, I want to, you know, they should talk about what I'm trying to do, not what I look like. You know, that's it. And that's that's a conversation, you know, professional women have probably had with their daughters, with their friends, with their you know, sisters all along. So that was a good, uh, that was a good storyline. It worked for me. It worked for me. But finally, you know, the, the poor Jay. Now here's Jay. He's working like a dog for seven weeks. We learn he's been negotiating behind the scenes. He's the policy guy. He's steady Jay. He has a relatively young baby. You know, we learned that last season. He works really hard. He doesn't make quick jokes or anything. He doesn't seem to be in the coffee clutch that the rest of the staffers are like Jay seems to be doing the hard work there in the trenches. And all along we get hints that Jay hasn't been home. Jay hasn't seen his baby daughter. Oh, his wife shows up to work. You can tell she's kind of missing the workplace because she sees Daisy in her great looking dress and her professional outfit. Gorgeous outfit. Gorgeous. Yeah. Because she's trying to get Kevin from budget's attention, but whatever. Daisy's still doing her job and Jay's wife is in yoga pants and she's self-conscious. And then at the end of the episode, after Jay has worked his tail off, she pretty much announces at dinner that she's leaving him. She needs a break because she doesn't want to live like this. That was heartbreaking. That was heartbreaking. He didn't even know what to say. You know, he just didn't even, I mean, here is the great negotiator and he just, he was just stunned. He did not see that coming. Uh, and, uh, you know, I mean, I, I guess that happens. I, I think she was being a little harsh on Jay. I mean, I, Jay is, <laughs> he's yeah. trying to work out world peace. Right. I, I, I agree. I mean, I mean, I mean, she could be a little more patient. I mean, Okay. I mean, she didn't, she didn't marry someone that has a regular kind of job. I mean, that's, you know, it's sort of the deal. And she seemed to be struggling as many women do who leave their profession to stay home with kids with what is my place in the world. So I, I felt like it was less Jay's issue and really more her issue. That could Uh, be true. And hopefully she'll work through that. I mean, it's very disorienting if you've been a professional woman and you leave to stay at home with the kids, just as it's disorienting if you're, you know, go back to work with the kids and the kids are at home. It's a terrible time in working mother's lives. And we say that because we were both working mothers and we we both struggled with identity issues and and childcare and yoga pants and, and all those issues. 
Right. Yes. So we'll have to see what happens. I, I have to say I care more for Jay because this happened in the episode than I have cared for him in the past. You know, I mean, he was just sort of this policy wonk guy. Yes. So I think they've, you know, by showing this other dimension, I have a little more empathy for uh, for Jay. So, uh, you know, I hope this uh, separation is temporary and they can get get back together because Jay's now going to bunk in with Matt, which seems <laughs> seems bad. Yeah, seems desperate. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, I like seeing a little bit of the private life of the staffers. I do too. You know, I, I, I like that it's not the whole show and that we don't spend the whole time in the coffee room talking about stuff that real people don't ever talk about at work. Like most people at work, work at work. They don't spend all time the whole day talking about their relationships. But I like every once in a while these glimpses into what it might actually be like to work at a high pressure job. And I, Julie, I know you've known career diplomats. I've known people that yep. have worked in administrations. Um, that's like a 24 seven, seven right. day a week job. Right. You are it always very, on. It's very, demanding. very intense, you know, high burnout. Uh, these are, you know, these are very intense uh, jobs. People are very dedicated to the public service that they're providing. And, uh, you know, and as you know, real diplomats, they are really committed. So, um, we just hope Jay can get it, get back together, reconcile. We yeah. do. I hope his wife, she takes a break. She gets, gets it together. She feels a little more confident. You know, maybe some highlights. I don't know. That helped me. I- <laughs> Good thinking, yeah. Liam. I was having a hard time getting out of my yoga pants. Yes. Putting yeah, on pants with the zipper is actually, that's the first step, I think. Okay. Okay. Regaining your equilibrium. First I'm going to write that down, Lee, in pants with a zipper. Okay. Okay. Now, Julie, I didn't even really have a headline for Henry's weird storyline. That's have- the headline. It was it was too weird. Too he weird. is yet again. He's uh, doing battle. You know, I guess it's Black Dog Station, but it now seems like, you know, he's just operating with strange cults. And this is a new cult, uh, the Covenant of John, and he's brought in to be the handler for an undercover agent. Uh, who doesn't seem to be prepared to do the undercover work in the cult. Uh, I didn't get it, and I don't, ca- I don't care. I didn't care about their conversations. <laughs> I don't care about the cult. No. I don't care if the cult is busted up. I don't, I don't, I don't know. That's- I, I just have to say that Henry seems to get into a lot of life-threatening situations for a theologian. I mean, <laughs> yes, I, he does. I yes, mean, he honestly. does. Yeah. yeah. Like, why is this guy drawing a gun on him in a parking lot? I just, he's a lot of bad meetings in parking lots, Henry. Yes, he does. But now he's going to be on crutches or in a wheelchair. (laughs) wheelchair. So it's going to be really hard, really hard. Oh, yeah. I guess he's going to be in a wheelchair, right? He can't even be crutches if he has both. Both, yeah. It's like an ankle and a knee or an egg. I don't know. It was two bad things to break on on yeah. separate legs. I could be, I couldn't read it because it would just give giving me the willies about what really happened. Okay. okay. All right. So, okay. Our binders full of blouses. First of all, big shout out to Bess's red puffer coat. Yes. I love that. Aline, I also love that camel coat with the high collar. Oh, I, I thought do. that was good. Yeah. Good looking. And every woman in America would look fantastic, positively fantastic in that gray cape with the charcoal underlining. Yes. Oh, we got, we all, there isn't a woman that wouldn't look good in that cape. (laughs) Okay. Okay? That's it. America, go buy that cape. 
All right. Also, Daisy's dress, it got a shout out in the show from Jay's wife, who was looking at it longingly. I think we were all looking at it longingly, too. Daisy's dresses have sort of become their own character in the show, and she did not disappoint this week. So, uh, you know, all in all, a good week for the the wardrobe department. Oh, I have to also say I had a little uh, dress envy with the dress that Madam Secretary wore to the UVA fundraiser. Oh. Black lace dress. Oh, I don't know what it was, but I'm going to do some research on that, Leanne. I love that. I think you would look good in that. I would look good in that. Yeah, we should we should try to uh, pin that down. It was strong. It was feminine. I, I just I think it was it was a great looking dress. Yeah, she had a little bit too much vino or scotch at that <laughs> fundraiser, though. She's just she's a little loosey goosey when she got home. And I know I was like. Are you drunk? What's yeah, the and then kids called her on it, and yeah, yeah, it's been a rough week. I hear you. I hear you, Madam Secretary. It's been it's been a rough week. All right, but Julie, I got to take away practices. I, I got to take away points for the practice pennies in the soccer game. Did I? Yeah. As a you long didn't time, like those on. Well, first of all, you don't wear your practice pennies in the game. Okay, but they as, were mixing up the two groups, Leon. They were mixing up the Israelis and the Iranians. They so were? they didn't all. So they didn't all play for one country. Oh, that explains it. I was like, why do they have practice pennies on? It's. I thought it was the versus the Iran versus. Oh, no, I didn't no, know. So that's why I completely missed know. the significance. Now I'm ashamed. I gotta. I'm ashamed. <laughs> you gonna edit this out of the podcast? No. We can. We can do a second ending. I'm gonna keep didn't it you in. think it was a good idea to have the practice pennies at the soccer match? <laughs> I. I just was, I was incensed. I was like, why are they wearing practice pennies? Like, it just didn't, that explains why they all cheered at the end. Right. <laughs> I'm a very competitive person <laughs> and a soccer mother. I thought they were just playing Iran, Iran versus Israel. No, no, no. I completely missed the significance. Everybody won in that, in that. <laughs> that really explains it. I should not be a diplomat. <laughs> There's a reason I'm a writer and not a diplomat. <laughs> And that's it right there because I wanted somebody to win that soccer game. Oh, boy. All right. Well, thank you for setting me straight, Julie. And you That's know, what I'm, I'm here for. I, I'm a big enough person to admit when I'm wrong. I completely, completely got that wrong. <laughs> so, I just, whew. All right. All right. Anything else? Any, any other comments on this week's Madam Secretary? No, Leanne. It was a, it was a good, solid, serious show. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. No, thank you, Julie. Thank you. Right. <laughs> We're the Satellite Sisters. You can always find us at SatelliteSisters.com. We do a regular podcast every week. We just taped this week's podcast where we talk about, you know, what's going on in the news uh, this week. And there's a lot going on. We give a little tribute to Mary Tyler Moore on Satellite Sisters and, and reveal unbelievably that Mary Tyler Moore and our late parents are now buried in the same cemetery in Connecticut. That's crazy. We talk about that. And I reveal something on the Satellite Sisters podcast, something I have not done in 35 years. I'm doing it this week. It is so shocking. <laughs> it blew us away. Blew us away. That's at SatelliteSisters.com. You can subscribe at iTunes. Thanks for listening to Satellite Sisters. All right, Julie, have a fantastic week. You too, Liam. Don't forget, call your Satellite Sister.